This week on Nintendo Main, I finally figure out who all those characters were from Fortune Street. We find out how gooey the Switch is going to be at launch. You. Episode 54 of Nintendo Main. We are your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. Jeremy, World of Inferno, Mikowski. <laughs> I forgot to give myself a nickname. Um, Trey Dingaling Johnson. <laughs> there's, Such dingling. there's monsters called Dingalings in uh, Dragon Quest Eight. I was trying to think wow. of a better one, but yeah, they're, they're bells with faces on them, if you didn't know. Those are Dingalings. Okay. Yes, this is our, <laughs> our new episode. Off to a great start, as always. What you've been playing this week? I heard that you got a game about horses, maybe. Just bought a pocket card jockey, finally. Uh, caught it at the tail end of its sale. The horse tail end of the sale. Yeah. And uh, I haven't really played it yet, but I have it. What have I been playing? This did you week? Did you play the demo at uh, all? I've been playing a game that I bought that I used to have for the PlayStation 2. Oh, yeah. A little gym called Okami. Yeah, Okami. Did you get it for... I tell you what. You got it for Wii? Going, yeah, I got it for the Wii. Going back to actively using Waggle, you're right, it's weird. It's weird, right? We'll get used to it, because we're going to have to do it again Lots soon. of Waggle this yeah. game, because it really... I mean, as soon as the Wii was announced, I think everybody thought, holy shit, that Okami would work perfect on this. Yeah, drawing the stuff does seem a little bit easier, though, I think. It does. And, I mean, so far... It's working out okay. I feel like there's some camera issues that I don't remember from. Oh yeah, because you don't really. YouTube. Yeah, you don't. You don't have a second stick really to control the camera, so it's kind of like. I think all you can do is put it behind you, right? There's just like one button to put it behind you, but you can't like move it around. Yeah. You know, kind of like Zelda style. You know, like the original ones where you could like hit one to, like your Z targeting would basically put the camera behind yeah. you, and you basically have a I button so. for that. I've only put about I put about twenty minutes into it. Oh, so you just watched the uh, intro. <laughs> All right, I put twenty minutes after the intro. The intro is pretty long. You're right. Yeah, the intro's like it's like no, yeah, no exaggeration. I think it's at least twenty minutes, if not thirty minutes. I, I remember don't know that. if you remember, but I certainly remember all the comparisons that were being made between this and a uh, Twilight Princess because they came out around the same time. Oh yeah, and uh, I and Okami ended up winning uh, Game of the Year for my gen. Yeah, an old Twilight Princess. And some people are like, oh, it's not the same. I don't sure, know. Uh, your main character is a wolf in both games. Well, in Zelda, not hundred yeah. percent of the time, but yeah. Well, when we mentioned, uh, I, I remember talking about it in our Twilight Princess episode, actually. But those games completely—they were developed completely apart from each other, and supposedly had no way of knowing about each other. So there's no way that like one didn't, you know, one didn't uh, rip off the other one or anything like that, from what I read. But that's no, crazy. Just, they, wolves were really in that year. Yeah, was <laughs> the theaters. It came out. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, two game, two games came out like at the same time that were ended up having similar characters and similar stories. I guess, sort of. Yeah, Okami has a lot of talking in it, and that whole first part. I think I told you before, or I might have mentioned the other episode, but the first time I played Okami on Wii, I watched the whole intro, 
and then for some reason I turned it off without saving, so like it had to start all over again. And uh, in the Wii one, you can skip the intro, so I didn't have to watch it a second time, thankfully. But the PlayStation 2 didn't have that option. Yeah, it didn't have that on PlayStation, on PlayStation 2. I think they added that specifically but, because of how long the the opening intro is. But I think this is one of the few games, maybe the only game I can remember, where I took a vacation from my job to play it. Oh, really? Just back on PlayStation 2. Um, I took a week off at the time I worked at Walgreens, and I had a, paid, a week of paid vacation. And I knew this game was coming out, and I was super pumped for it. So, uh, yeah, I took a week off and played through the game in that week. Put about 70 or 80 hours into it, if I remember. It's a pretty long game. And, uh, yeah, that's what I that's what I did from the time I woke up till I went to bed was play that game. Really. Oh, wow. Is it? Yeah, I don't. I didn't think it was that long, but... I guess I mean I played it I played it all the way through but I don't remember what my hour count hour for game. was it oh, was it yeah well I put it, I put over a hundred hours into Twilight Princess when I played that I remember that but oh Okami was cool I liked what I really liked about it is how like everything wasn't specifically designed as like here's this part and here's the dungeon you know sometimes you just kind of like end up in a dungeon and you're like oh shit like it doesn't look you know it's not as it seemed to flow better I guess from from like overworld to dungeon level. This is a game I would love to see remastered in HD because it doesn't it doesn't look that great on HD TV. I mean, it still looks nice, but you lose some of the effect. Like you know, uh, it kind of had like a whole papyrus filter over the whole thing, so it always looked like you were on paper, even though it was a fully three D game. That sort of like paper filter looks really great, like grainy on an HD TV. So that kind of like adds to like making it look a little shittier almost. Oh yeah, than, than it would. On yeah. CRT. Yeah, because it's supposed I mean, to kind you're of... Always, you're always going to have that happen with games that were meant to be played in standard def, but the, the little the little uh, visual tricks that they put into it to, to stylize it don't translate very well. But it's still fun, and I like it so far. And I think I got it for, like, I think I paid $12 for it. Does your game... It, it has the IGN watermark on it, right? <laughs> I think they all do. On the front picture? Do you see that? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, because the, cause Capcom had, like... I don't know because uh, Clover, the Clover Studio, had already gone under. Oh, you don't have one for those listening yeah. at home. He has a well. We don't have a video version of this, but <laughs> he has no cover since uh, Clover had shut down. They were they couldn't find any pictures of Okami to re-release it on Wii, so they ended up taking a picture from IGN to use for the front cover. So there's a little watermark in the in the bottom that says that has the uh, the plus the IGN plus sign. Uh, if I could, if I could find, I mean, it would take me a minute to go find my, my copy, and show it to you. But I've did seen, you, which, I've, I've seen on it. On sort of a, a similar note, did you see that there was an article circulating this week about how it's possible that the uh, the ROM you downloaded of Super Mario Brothers on the Wii was downloaded from the internet? Did you see that? No. What is what is that? Like what? Well, like, what like what do you like? What do you mean? Theory that Nintendo downloaded the Super Mario Brothers ROM off of the internet to put it on the eShop. Which means, like, they weren't cool with people making ROMs of games, but that they may have actually, that ended up, like, working to their benefit that someone had already made that game into a ROM and they didn't have to. Oh, yeah. Because because you act, like, the whole format, the file format is different of a ROM versus what's actually on a cartridge, and someone created that file format some sometime in the mid 90s mid to late 90s and uh essentially someone went into the code 
and found like kind of what you were saying, like a watermark, but like, you know, the programming version of that, a little like signature within the code that pointed back to the guy who originally ripped the ROM back in like the nineties. Oh, weird. Yeah. Cause that doesn't, and it's kind of, yeah. it's not a completely like a conspiracy theory type of thing, but it is still really interesting to think it's kind of similar to what you're saying about Clover, not having that picture anymore. Well, Clover didn't exist that, anymore. <laughs> That's right. why they didn't have that picture. Have yeah. A way to have that be a ROM. So they had to get it from someone else. And it's not, you know, it's their intellectual property, so really they didn't do anything wrong when you think about it, but it's still kind of interesting to think that that might have been, that we might have ROMs on, we might have virtual console games because of people doing it originally when Nintendo didn't want them to. Yeah. Kind of what I'm oh, sure. I figured that they, they would... people to think for their virtual yeah. console service. I mean, my argument against that is that I know that Nintendo, like, they they mess with their ROMs every time they re-release it. You know, like, they've retranslated Zelda a couple times. And, like, they, I know, like, um, when we were talking about Star Tropics, they've changed stuff in that since when it was launched before because they had to change Yo-Yo into something else because they didn't have the rights for Yo-Yo. Same thing with, like, Wave Race where they had to replace the Kawasaki things with other stuff. So I would find it hard that they would lose the Super Mario Brothers ROM. But I don't know. Then again, you never know. Well, it's an emulator running on their machine. It's the same technology. The software is probably not exactly the same, but yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying they change the. I mean, I know they change their ROMs every time they re-release them. But cool. What do you think? Too, you should look that up because I thought it was an interesting article. Maybe oh no, I mean, I'm not too. saying, I'm not saying it's not real. I mean, it just that'd be crazy. It'd be crazy if they took a. Maybe they lost it or. They need, I don't know. I'm sure there was, if it was, if that is true, it was whatever situation brought it to that. But yeah, I didn't read about it. I was going to ask you, did you ever play the sequel to Okami? Did you ever play Okami Den on, uh, on I DS? Not. I have that game. I, I, didn't, I didn't beat it all the way, but I played through most of it. It's pretty it's fun. It's kind of like a Phantom Hourglass a little bit, the way it's set up. Kind of. I mean, it's like a top-down version of Okami, and you're like... But it's all touchscreen, and you touch on the screen, and the character runs towards that and all that i don't know it's been such a long time since i pl- since i played it it may it may be like that because i don't remember but i remember it looking good like it, it was all 3d and all that it looked it had like the same art style as the, as the other okami i don't know if you could find that one cheap that'd be one that'd be one worth playing too if you get a hold of it video showed up online this week of people using the touch screen on the switch oh yeah i didn't but see that it was just for the ui yeah. nothing gameplay wise yet do you want to go into switch news or switch uh whatever previews Unless there's other oh, games sure. you want to talk about that you played this week or last week. That's mainly what I've been playing is Okami. So, and that's not that's not available digitally, is it? It's only it's only a, you can only buy no. it as a disc. Nope, not yet. Um, yeah. I'm surprised that they didn't do that. I mean, since they did like Resident Evil Four, I figured they do Capcom would do that one too. Is it available in other countries? I thought I had read it somewhere. Read somewhere that it was. I'm not sure. Or maybe I'd. Oh yeah. And speaking of Resident Evil, I played the. I haven't played Seven yet, but I played the demo of it. Oh. Oh, you did? I haven't yeah. pl- I haven't played it. I have a PlayStation 4 and I haven't played it. I watched some of it. I thought the characters looked weird, but It's it's weird. It looks really weird. Yeah, it didn't look like a Resident Evil game at all. It doesn't look like Resident Evil, right? Yeah. Um I, I watched a little bit of playthrough and once you see it, I like watched 20 or 30 minutes of someone playing it actually. And uh it does look like a Resident Evil game once you get into it, but it's still that first person view is weird, and then the really slow turning is what adds what they put in there to make it like a survival horror game. You like turn really slowly. A lot of jump scares because yeah. it's a VR game too. 
Yeah, actually, I heard the VR game's pretty scary because they like like the part where they like I hold the no knife to your eye, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it can be <laughs> it can be kind of freaky. I don't know. Yeah, I I jumped in the demo on my PC and uh, I had headphones on and stuff, so I guess that's sort of like VR. But no, Th- full three D like VR. Ugh, I don't think I could do it. Yeah, I haven't I haven't really played VR at all, so I don't I don't really know. I haven't, I haven't really tried it. I haven't either. Yeah, but these games in three D just seem really. Like, why would I do that to myself? There was a VR of sorts at the Classic Gaming Expo last year, so there'll probably be one there this year, too. So you can try that there if you want, which will be there first weekend of April. Get your tickets. First weekend of April. Yeah, uh, I buy my tickets. Did you get yours already? Yeah, I bought tickets for Saturday and Sunday. I've been playing Jeopardy on Wii U with uh, with Jess and my roommate Conan, so that's fun. Oh, they made a Wii U version of it? Yeah, it was on sale. Like, I bought it around Christmas time for, like, $8, I think. It was on sale. Cool. Marked down from 20 or 40 or however much it was. I don't was know. Was it downloaded or did you buy it? I, I downloaded it on the eShop. I mean, I like I like Jeopardy. I played Jeopardy for, like, multiple systems. Like, I played it on... I played all the NES ones. I played the Super Nintendo one. I played the 64 one. I played the PlayStation 2 version. So, I played most of them. But it's a fun, it's a fun like, party game to play with people. Especially if you have three people. So we were playing that. It's like, weirdly enough, you can't use a pro controller on it. You have to use a Wii remote. It might kind of be a port of the Wii one. I don't know. But it's fun. That's weird. It's fun for what it is, you know? It's got, like, sort of a me-looking uh, Alex Trebek on it. He kind of looks strange. But, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's fun to play. We, we've been playing that for a while. And I've been playing the I've been playing the game, the topic of the week also, which we'll talk about later. I got an invitation from Nintendo to the uh, early Switch event in chicago so that's cool like like i replied to it soon enough so we'll be playing the switch on the 16th so we get to play it like two weeks before it comes out so we'll definitely do a show after that and uh in my in my invite it says that we are encouraged to share it through social media so hopefully that means podcasting also (laughs) i'm sure i'm sure yeah but yeah of course of course they want people they want people to talk about it yeah it'll be cool we'll actually be able to hold it and see how tiny the uh little joy cons are and you know, feel that cow udder and shake, I can't sh- wait to touch those udders. <laughs> shake some ice around and all that. You get to do that. It'll be fun. It's like in the Fulton market, which is kind of weird. But yeah, it's not that far from here. But yeah, we'll, we'll go over there. I'm wondering how it's going to work. It's like a three hour event. It's from like 630 to 930. And I'm sure there's like some sort of guided tour or something maybe. Or there's different booths, I guess, with different games set up. Maybe is what I'm thinking. It's probably like that. That's what I've seen in the other... Yeah, but in the the New York one, they had like you know they had like arms playable. Like Splatoon two was available there, so maybe we can play that. You know, I'm sure we'll play like snipper clips and like whatever else is on there. Maybe some Zelda. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure Zelda will be there. What what else? Uh, yeah, we'll play one two switch. I'm sure. Try that out. It'll be interesting. I, I keep I, I keep seeing different like rumors about how much that's going to cost. Like I saw it at fifty, but I saw it at forty also. People saying that it might come out for that, so I don't know what's going on there. Maybe I'll throw a curveball our way, and you get like fifty dollars in store credit or something to download a game. Maybe that's what they're going to do. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like they're giving us anything. It is a. It is a weird choice for them not to pack anything in there. You know, since Nintendo's always done well with pack-ins, especially for something as weird as One Two Switch. You should. You know, if that's going to be their selling point to casual people or casual gamers, you know. It should be included in there because, I mean, you think like buying it and the game, that's like $360. And if you buy like another set of Joy-Cons, that's like 400 something, like 430 probably. Because they're like 60 right? Or are they more for two Joy-Cons? Aren't they like 70 or 80 I think it's 70 for the set. Yeah. So it's like yeah. 40 for one and 70 for the set, I think. 
Did your uh, did your Best Buy pre-order has it like um, been refunded to you yet? It has. Yeah, it that's me, but that's scary. That's Apparently, that's what they do, but it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like a good thing to do. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me to like take the money out and then put the money back because if you're not constantly monitoring your bank account, you might get confused and think that you already paid for it already, and then when it comes out and they charge you again, you might not have the money in there, and I would see that causing more trouble than just. You know, then just charging you once and then calling it a day, you know, and then it's like, oh, cool, you paid for it. It's yours. Because it, it did the same thing with the Zelda game that I pre-ordered. Like, it, it refunded the pre-order cost. And I texted Jess about it because it was on her credit card. She's like, yeah, they refunded it, but that's how they do it. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. The make- scary part about that, though, is that if they were to say, oh, we apologize, pre-orders uh, exceeded what we were able to get in stock, we apologize. Well, they haven't charged you for anything yet, so you're just fucked. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah, because originally I was like, oh, well, they already charged us, so we must get it. But then it's like, oh, well, now it's now they credit it back to you, so you but can't I say. But I still have an email that has an order number on it and all that shit. So I think as long as I have that, I feel good. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, here's hoping. If they really, I, I mean, they're apparently Reggie said that they're sending out like $2 million for sure. And I really don't think they're going to sell like $2 million right out of the gate. I mean, that's a lot. Like, that's probably what, like a quarter of what the Wii U sold like total probably I don't know I'm just, I just I have an I have a feeling that there's going to be there's going to be quite a few around like I don't think it's going to disappear as quick as you think you know? maybe uh not enough people buy them and then they'll do the ambassador thing again <laughs> yeah they'll drop the prices and uh give you a lot of they'll free of- like Super Nintendo games that you can't get later <laughs> oh, they'll give you. Uh, they'll give us the GameCube games. That'll, that'll be the ambassador games. <laughs> yeah. Else, we'll forget them. Here's some GameCube games, and uh, you'll never see them again unless you have the ambassador. That would suck. I saw like some more rumors about GameCube VC, but this same article said 3DS VC, and I'm like, eh, that's not possible. So I don't even know how that would be possible. Unless you have to play both screens on one t and on the TV, which would not be an ideal to- way to play any of that. Apparently, Zelda is not using the HD Rumble. I, re- I read that. Which makes sense because so no ice cubes. Yeah, so you can't uh, you can't shake the ice cubes in those lawn lawn milk glasses. So we're we're ruling out a uh, snow level in Zelda because obviously there'd be ice cubes at the end. Yeah. <laughs> well, there, uh, there's snow in there. We saw snow in some parts. Uh, there's like, apparently there's no dual audio, so there's not a Japanese version of it, just an American. But I also read that there's that it, there's voice acting in every cutscene, so that's cool. It's, yeah, ab- no. it's about time. The game that we're talking about later, Dragon Quest. They did that back in uh, 2005, so they were way ahead of the curve of that, <laughs> doing voice acting. This is the first Zelda everything. With, like, real voice acting. Yeah, I know. No, I'm, I'm saying not just that. I mean, the people have been vo- doing voice acting for a long time. But I'm hoping yeah. it's not, I mean, are you afraid that it's going to end up like Super Mario Sunshine? I mean, because that was their, like, they did that with Super Mario Sunshine, too, where they put voice acting in all the cutscenes, and everything and was kind of... stop doing that. And everything, and after that, they were like, well, we're not going to do that again, because it came out pretty bad, you know? Good. For the most part, I mean, we'll see, man. I mean, what I've seen so far in the previews and everything looks like it's pretty good voice acting. But yeah, we'll find out. Like, I'm sure they're going to have some gaffes. If they, if every if every scene every cutscene has voice acting, we're going to we're going to find something funny somewhere in there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, what I, the part with like Zelda crying on his arm and all that. I mean, I thought all that looked pretty good. So I don't know. I'm going to play, but I'm going to play a little bit of the uh, voice acting for Dragon Quest Eight for you later, and hopefully it doesn't come out like that because some of it's pretty silly, but it's fine. It's a funny game. But uh, another thing that makes me feel better about the Switch is uh, I heard that the Joy Cons last for roughly like 20 hours. 
before you have to recharge them? Yeah. That makes me feel better because I was afraid about, you know, having to maybe having to buy a pro controller like right out front because it's like if I put the Joy-Cons on that fucking attachment, it doesn't charge them. Right. It just holds them on there, and I don't want them to be dying in a couple hours, and then i got to take them off and put them on another thing and chart. You know, it shouldn't be, like, as that complicated to play it like that. I want to be able to play it for a while and not have to worry about it, like, charging it all the time, you know. To me, it seems like you're not going to need a secondary charging thing, but maybe eventually just you might get one just for the convenience of it. But I do plan on getting a Pro Controller eventually. Yeah. I think there are the pre-orders are already sold out on a lot of sites. Yeah, them. but they're like seventy dollars, and that's like a you know I mean it's already like three hundred out of the gate plus like seventy dollars for a controller plus if you want to buy games like a lot of the games are going to be like sixty well whichever ones and come I, out or that that are nothing, that much nothing I don't I'm know. interested in out of the launch gate or for the first couple of months looks like I'm going to need to get a second controller like I can just no. use the sideways yeah Joy-Con for my second controller yeah I don't think there's anything that you would need. I mean, you can play you can play Mario Kart with that, or like any you you can play most things, you know, with it. Yeah, and I keep reading and hearing that the uh, the little plastic thing that does not charge is still extremely comfortable to hold. Yeah, the little it works tiny really thing. well as a controller. Well, we're gonna find out when we play it in a few weeks, so that'll be cool. We'll definitely give you the heads up on it. So, uh, what is that? Uh, we said before that I Am Setsuna is supposed to be a launch title. It's been confirmed, though, right? It's been confirmed. Yeah, so so you have that. I know um, we mentioned it at the top of the show, but apparently uh, the guys behind World of Goo and all those other games, they're going to be up front also for launch. So you can play World of Goo again, or play it for the first time if you haven't. It's a really good game, actually. So I, great. I haven't played the human the human resource game where the well i played little inferno and was disappointed by little inferno but i love world, world of goo i thought it had an excellent soundtrack and game was a lot of fun it was like super bizarre and dark and apocalyptic and, and all that fun stuff yeah it had some really somber moments yeah what it was being like a puyo puyo kind of looking game but yeah but it's not like that i mean it's it plays totally different than puyo puyo though yeah i know but i'm thinking of like little cutesy blobby things in a puzzle game which is yeah i mean i guess in, this is almost an action puzzle game it's not just a straight up puzzle game it reminded me of a uh, tech class like in junior high when we used to have to build bridges that's what world of goo reminded me of you know because you have to build like the support beams and stuff and it has to be able to hold certain yeah. things on different levels it reminded me of like old you know old tech classes when, I, when we like build rockets and stuff, CO two cars and all that fun stuff. Then there's the online mode where you have to build the highest tower you can, and you can see everybody's towers off in the distance. That's oh, pretty cool. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I remember I played that. That was like uh, online for Wii. Like I remember when I think when I got it, there wasn't a whole lot out for the Wii, so that was kind of all I had. So I just played the crap out of that game, which sounds about right because there were some times but, that were pretty that were pretty dry. It was made by just a couple people, maybe just one person. I don't remember it originally, but uh, I think it was a couple. It's a really, it's really well polished. The music is great. The story and the art are really cool. I mean, it's definitely worth getting. Now, how do you? What do you think? Like, does this seem to indicate there's going to be a lot of mobile games ported to the Switch with, with that touchscreen? Maybe that's what they're going to use it for. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, World of Goo could be easily played with a controller, or or it could, or maybe you can use the pointer because uh, the original one was. Uh, Use of the Wii mode as a pointer. Maybe you can use that right Joy- that Roy Joy-Con as a pointer for it. But I don't know. I mean, I feel like anything. You know, it's like when something launches and they put like Ridge Racer or, or like Super Monkey Ball or like you know like a lot of those games that they like put on the front of the of most systems, like mm-hmm. stuff that's already done and it's cheaper and it's cheap to just port it over there. Yeah, why not? You know, I feel like that's what they're doing with a lot of that. Another random thing we didn't mention. I don't know if you saw this. Kind of not Nintendo related, but sort of Nintendo related. Did you see that? 
Sega put a bunch of music up on Spotify? No. You can get a lot of different video game soundtracks for Sega games on Spotify now. Oh, that's awesome. Which is fucking baller. Yeah, I was listening to Sonic CD earlier. Do you have a Spotify account? I guess you do. Yes, I do. Is uh, Streets of Rage on there? I couldn't find Streets of Rage 2. That's like the first Uh, thing I looked up. Streets of Rage 2 is so good. But Sonic CD is a really good one, and all the Sonic games are on there. Yeah, that. Sonic's good. I like the Sonic soundtrack, Night, too. Nights and Dreams is on there. That's a really good one. Yeah. Yeah, I have that soundtrack also. Actually, uh, speaking of soundtracks, I just bought the um, the Metroid resynthesized soundtrack. I bought That's that. the vinyl? No, I didn't buy the vinyl. I, it's a, it's basically somebody redid all of the songs from the original Metroid game with the, with the synthesizer, with an analog synthesizer. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that. So, um... Yeah, I bought it for like $5 off of iTunes. But it sounds really cool. I mean, I, you should definitely give it. And they, they played some of it on uh, on the Retronauts radio episode. But it's it's cool. It's 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 very neat. If you like if you like synth- analog synthesizers and like Metroid soundtracks, it's cool. It's kind of short. It's only like 20 minutes long, I think. Because the songs aren't aren't very much longer than a minute. So you listen they to it pretty quickly. They just loop a couple times and then they're done. Yeah. Well, I mean, the songs are meant to loop. But yeah, they sound really cool, I think. So I got that. To listen to it but that's i did pre-order my switch version of uh breath of the wild yeah because you get a 20 percent discount if you're a amazon prime oh you got it from amazon remember yeah so, so you get they confirmed my order but uh they won't charge me until they send it so yeah similar situation to uh the best buy and they'll say i got it, i got it for 48 bucks and it's the physical copy so that's cool and they'll and they make sure and send it to you on the day right if you have prime yeah sometimes you'll get the day before yeah, no, I've heard yeah, that. I, I got Star Fox the day of. That's the last game I got launched through Amazon. Oh, yeah. And I got it the day of. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was your favorite game for Wii U. My favorite of all time. <laughs> yeah. Well, is is there anything else to talk about news lately? I mean, I, I don't feel like we've seen a whole lot else really. on, on here, aside from, like, the Rumble stuff. You said that maybe there's a rumor that the Wii U might not have a second screen on Zelda. I hope I hope that's not true. I mean, that I see that seems kind of silly since they already made it for it. Like, I feel like it would be more costly to take it away now that they already did it. But we'll see, I guess, as we get closer to it coming out. That would really suck because right. that's why I wanted to play it was because of the second screen. I saw it a few places online, and of course, people were talking about it on message boards yeah. that the second screen functionality was scrapped when they decided to port it over to the Switch. But I don't know. That's just a rumor right now. That may not be true. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there, there, there's. A lot of Wii U owners that think they might have the advantage because of a better UI for the game. Uh, yeah. Let's hope that they're not wrong. Well, I read an interview with Al Numa saying that that there were some difficulties porting it to the Switch because it didn't have a second screen, but they found a way around it. That's what they said, and hopefully that way around it isn't just like getting rid of all the second screen. Because that's not what he said. He said that he said that the, well in that control in that interview, which came out like a week ago. He says that the Wii U has a second screen and the other one didn't, so they had to work work around the control a little bit different, and so you would be able to do the same things without the second screen. I don't know. Uh, the only other thing I have is that Nintendo, yeah, Nintendo or whatever the Pokemon company quietly dropped a new iOS game, a new Pokemon game on iOS called Pokemon Duel. Yeah, I didn't even know about that. I haven't played it because I have Android, but uh, I've seen some people post things about it being a kind of a fun, addictive game. I don't know anything about it, what the premise is. It looks like they're, like, little figures. It's something to do with that. Like, the the Pokemon are represented by, like, almost, like, figures you'd use for, like, a tabletop RPG. 
Oh, yeah? Interesting. Well, the, the Pokemon Shuffle, I mean, that one came out a long time ago, but that one was quietly dropped, too. I mean, that was the actual first Nintendo mobile game, in my opinion, which, which, I, which I said before. But, so, I don't know. Is it, like, dual or duo, duo with an A? Dual, like, fighting. Duel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, weird. That's kind of like how Pokemon Rumble, like, involved, uh, like, po- like amiibo-looking Pokemon figures also. But I don't know. But you'll have to check it out. It is free to play, and it's on iOS. That meets all of your criteria. Yeah. <laughs> I might check it out before we do uh, Fire Rumble for next week. But uh, do you want to take a break before we get into our topic of the week? Sounds good, man. Before we get to Questin, I will be right back. State came out this week. I went to buy it on Friday. They forgot to give me my uh, little bag for it that came what? with the pre-order. So I actually went back on Tuesday. I was going back to pick up a different game, and I went and asked them, and they actually gave me two. So I have two now. Two bags. Yeah, I guess I had a bunch of extra of them. What are yeah. they like? Uh, like little like drawstring bags or something? Yeah, they're like drawstring bags that are like the size of a uh, XL. You can put your like 3DS a crown in there. Bag with. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> well, there's a picture of all the of all the people of, from all the people from the game on one side, and then there's a giant slime on the other side. Oh, cool. But yeah, Dragon Quest Eight. Uh, I guess it's a 12 year old game. Well, Dragon Quest Seven is even older. So, but Dragon Quest Eight. Oh, uh, I hope so. Yeah, Dragon Quest Eight originally came out on PlayStation Two on November 15th of 2005. Wow. I uh, I remember. I actually remember when I bought a PlayStation Two. I was looking for like a good turn based RPG, and I almost bought that game. But I didn't because I didn't know anything about Dragon Dragon Quest at the time. Even though I didn't know the Dragon Warrior was the same thing. But I almost got it, and I got Xenosaga instead. And I ended up not really liking that game very much and returning it later. I wonder if I would have liked uh, Dragon Quest Eight as much as I do now if I would have got it then. But who knows? You had a PS2 back in 2005? Well, I guess you did. I got a PS2, yeah. I got one later. I mean, I got it around the time of whenever uh, Psychonauts came out. I got it around that time. Because I remember my well, first... There was also another game that came out the same year as Dragon Quest Eight that made PlayStation's a hot commodity again. That was... Uh, Grand Theft Auto? A little game called Grand... Uh, Grand Theft Auto. Guitar Hero. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I bought yeah I bought my PS2 to play Guitar Hero, pretty much. Well, and, and among other things, like uh, Guitar Hero, Metal Gear Solid 3... Apescape 2. <laughs> no, I didn't play that game. But you can get it on PlayStation 4 now, so, you know, if you want to play that. No, uh, that and uh, Psychonauts and Shadow of the Colossus and Eco and all that, all that fun stuff. I think the first game that I bought was Punisher. Was the Punisher game for PS2? It's either the Punisher or Shadow of the Colossus was, like, my first game. But, yeah, no, I, th- I thought about getting Dragon Quest Eight, and I was just... I wasn't sure of it. So I ended up getting Xenosaga, which was, you know, made by some people we know. The monolith folks and i actually i thought that game was too hard and had a hard time getting into it but so i might have had an easier time with dragon quest 8 but dragon quest 8 was the very first uh very very first game release that had full voice acting in it there were no voices before that which is cool it's fully, first in the dragon quest series. first in the dragon quest series yeah that's what i mean not like forever you know first game ever yeah <laughs> the first dragon quest game to have full voice acting it's it, it's obvious that they were trying to they're really trying to get american audiences for this one because it's very much you know it's like a graphical overload 
It's in full 3D. In the 3DS version, you can actually use the nub as a second stick to control the camera, which is pretty cool. But yeah, it's fully 3D. In the 3DS version, you can see the enemies, but in the original one, you couldn't. It was random, but now they're not random anymore. But it was a according according to Wikipedia, it was like the probably the highest selling. It was, well, it was definitely the highest selling PlayStation 2 game in Japan, which doesn't surprise me because of Dragon Quest. But it was it's actually sold fairly well here. And one thing I didn't know is that the Dragon Quest 8 was actually packaged with a Final Fantasy 12 demo in America, which I think probably oh, with a demo yeah. disc, which I think probably helped a lot with the sale of it. But they said I like it, when uh, Zone of the Enders had the uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 demo or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, it had a disc. It had a disc with a demo of uh, Final Fantasy 12 on it. So I'm sure that helped sales. But yeah, it did. It did fairly well for what it is. Um, they did away with the uh, classes in this game and replaced it with the uh, skill point allocations. Basically, where you can you can level yourself up in three different weapons, and you can level yourself up in bare fists. And there's a second. There, there's one that. There's a skill that has to do with your character. Like, um, I forget what... I know, I know that the, the Jessica, the female character, she has a sex appeal leveler that can make, like, uh, monsters fall in love with you if you put it at a certain height or whatever. But it's but it adds, like, ability. It adds, like, extra abilities to your characters, and you can do... Uh, that's how you get spells and stuff through that, through through building up your uh, each, each of your different things. So I thought that was interesting. Because since 7 was, like... Since there's a whole lot of different class changes in 7, they did away with that. And also, you fight your first battle probably within, like, two minutes of the game. So (laughs) that might have been their response to it taking multiple hours to get to your first battle in 7. This one, the very first thing you do is pretty much fight a slime, like, at the very beginning of the game. So it's really within, within like, a minute of the beginning. But, yeah, it's very very cool on 3DS. I really like being able to play, like, these portable versions of, like, full console RPGs. It's really cool. It's like playing, it reminds me of like playing like Xenoblade Chronicles 3D on the 3DS, you know, like that, where it's like, this is this huge game and it's like in my hands and it's really cool, you know, and I can look Does it use the 3D effect if you want? There is no, there is actually no 3D effect on it. Okay. They did away with that. I figured that maybe because of the graphical content or something, I don't know, but there is no, there's no 3D. reduce the frame rate or something. Yeah. So there's no, there's no 3D in it, which is weird because Xenoblade 3D has it. But that's yeah, of course it's called 3D. But I was wondering, I, I don't know, like I have a I have a new 3DS, so I was wondering like how much it, how well it would perform on like an old 3DS. But I don't have an old 3DS, so I can't really test it. But I don't know if it's no, slower or if there's I, a frame rate issue or about something. That you know, because because it looks especially it, the whole Hyrule Warriors Warriors debacle. Yeah, like, are there other games that are just like shit that should be exclusives but are not? Yeah, I mean I'm looking at the box right here and it doesn't say. It doesn't say only new 3DS or anything. Oh, it says it says some areas are also playable in 3D, but I have not have yet to seen that. But I turned it on a couple times and it didn't do anything, so I don't know. Maybe you can do there's a there's a new camera mode on it, maybe that's in 3D. But if it's only in one, like one section, I don't see the point of it. You know what I mean? It's kind of like well, I guess the the first 3D Pokémon was like that too, where like only the battles were really in 3D. And now none of it's in 3D. Just just out of curiosity, I tried posting to Miiverse, and you can post to Miiverse on this one, because I found it weird that you couldn't do that on, on Pokemon Sun and Moon. So you can do screenshots? You can do screenshots, yeah. But yeah, it looks it looks really pretty. It's a lot of fun. I think it's probably one of the most approachable Dragon Quest games, because it's, like, you know, fully voice acted. It's, um, you know, this, I feel like the story is compelling. It moves at a quicker pace, and it has less reliance on, like, building your characters and, like, you know, choosing classes and all that stuff. So I feel like it's a little less complicated i guess so it's, it seems a little more approachable i think uh i don't know i, I think it, i think it's a good way in to dragon quest 
I'm starting to see I'm starting to see some of the things that I saw in Dragon Quest Nine now because I've been playing all through the different ones. But like the item the item uh, point allocation, there's some like uh, alchemy in it also where you can build you can build different potions with different things. That's in Dragon Quest Nine also. Like both of those are in there. So stuff that I played before Nine, I see appearing now in Eight. So seeing that stuff, I think you should check it out if you have. I know you said before that you're looking for an RPG to dive into. Yeah, I was looking to see if there's a demo or something, but there's not. Is there not a demo? No, there's not. But I've seen, like, it's got really good reviews across the board. I thought it was a... I still have yet to play through an RPG on my new 3DS. Oh, did you see they were adding some uh, new selects? We didn't mention that at the top. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like uh, Dream Team and something else. Something else. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they're adding more selects. No Fire Emblem yet. We really hoped that Awakening Awakening. would be a select by now. Yeah. Well, maybe they're making money off it still. Probably um, are. Fire Emblem's like their baby now. Yeah. What I found funny is I was looking at IGN's review of Dragon Quest Eight, and it got an it got an eight point eight, and I was like, wow, that that seems kind of coincidental since it's eight and it has an eight point eight. So I looked back at the review of Dragon Quest Seven, and that got a seven point seven. I'm like, whoa, hmm. conspiracy. I'm like, hmm. Maybe you just wanted to put whatever. I mean, I'm sure they actually. I just thought it was funny. It was like, did Dragon Quest six get a six point six? Actually, I think it was a six point something, but not six. No, it was well, no, no it was they, a seven. Their scoring system when a uh, Dragon Quest eleven comes out. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, if playing four system, then we know something's up. Yeah, playing Dragon Quest eight actually makes me excited for Dragon Quest eleven because Dragon Quest eight was basically the game where they're like, hey, you know, we're gonna make this like super beautiful, fully three D, you know, graphic heavy. RPG, which they never really did before. They were never really relying on graphics. And they're kind of doing that for 11 also. It kind of looks a lot like 8. You know, where like everything's 3D, like it's they're trying to make it like seamless and all that. So it's making me it's making me excited, but you know. How are the characters in this game? I read the characters are pretty well fleshed out. They are. Well, the well your main character is you, of course, is like a silent. You have a silent hero who you can name. The basis of the Do you st- design the character or is it just like it, it is a character? No, it's, you just give him a name. But he doesn't talk. I mean, he's like, there's a hero in every Dragon Quest that you name, and, yeah. and he's like supposed to be you. But you don't, yeah, you don't change his sex or like change his face or anything like that. He's just a guy that you play as. But apparently, he was a guard in a in a kingdom that's under a curse right now. And King Trode, his name is actually Trode because it's the Troden Kingdom. He's this big uh, Yoda-looking character, which has a pretty hilarious voice, which I like to play for you right now. And tell me if you think this is a Yoda character. Well, they certainly took us by surprise. Now, where's the princess? Where's my Medea? My precious one and only daughter. Yeah. It sounds like if Yoda was a frantic butler. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's a king that was turned into like a lizard yoda looking character type thing there's like a running joke in the game where like every time he enters a town they think that they've been invaded by a monster they're like oh there's a monster there's actually a funny part the uh your other character character no he's he's actually you don't play as him he's just kind of he hangs out with you and and is in cutscenes. but you don't really see him when you're walking around but you hear the horse his daughter the princess was turned into a horse that's who he was talking about his his precious medea so i think it's funny her name is medea but uh, but yeah, she's she's a horse, and the she horse like, and she like uh mo- you know carries around this uh you know the the thing that he's in 
the chariot and uh, you don't see you don't see them walking behind you actually this is also the first dragon quest where when you're walking through the map there's only one of you and all the other ones it showed the whole team behind you so like if you had four people like you would see each character like following you through the map and it's the first time where they did like the final fantasy thing where it's just like you only see one character like whoever's in the front of your team is what character you'll see walk around the world and you won't see everybody else but weirdly enough you as you walk around you hear the sound of the horse behind you but you can't see the horse, which was kind of freaking me out. Like when I was first playing and I was like, where's that horse? And I was like walking around trying to find the horse. And I'm like, oh, that must be Medea. They just make the sound of it. It's like whenever you move around, it's like like in the background. And it's I thought maybe it was a vent that I had to go find the horse and it would be like a different thing to do. But no, it isn't. But I've been having a lot of fun with it. I've been I played it for like about 15 hours. The uh, main that you've already seen the main bad guy in it. His name is Dole Magus. He kind of looks like. He kind of looks like Kefka a little bit. He's sort of like a demented clown type guy. He's an actual, uh, what are they? He's a jester class, so he's wearing like a clown outfit. But his face is painted, and he has like red like like red uh, triangles above and below his eyes. He's kind of demented looking. But I've seen him a couple times. But it's cool. I mean, it's uh, apparently this was like the first, uh, well, the first Dragon Quest to like not be censored at all on the PlayStation 2 version. There's actually a couple changes that were made to this version, unfortunately, but not, but not super, you know, not, not anything super huge, but there were a couple scenes that were altered, but the original version of it was the first time that, you know, it wasn't that they didn't censor the translation, which is cool. There's a, there's a new camera mode on it. That's kind of like Pokemon snap where you basically, you get different missions where it'll say like, go take a picture of this monster doing this thing that doesn't normally do. And you go and try to find a picture and you get like extra items by completing quests like that which is cool it's a cool side quest added to it and like i said before you can see that you can see the monsters now in the environment so there's no random battles so you can try to avoid them even though most of them chase you when you walk by them but that's pretty cool it was like that in seven also is there anything you would like to know about the game how's the layout so i know in seven you have to kind of recreate the world so to speak to be able to play through yeah and this one is the is the world just there like are you just walking around a map that's existent from the beginning of the game yeah yeah you're walking around a big map it's basically like you start off going to this you start off going to this town looking for this old man who's a friend of the king's and you find out that he was killed by dole magus and you find uh basically find like a fortune teller who can see the future and you have to find his crystal ball and he tells you about stuff but yeah it's basically you go from town to town it's fairly linear but you can kind of go you can branch out and go different find secret caves and stuff on the way there but yeah it's pretty much like going going from one town to another to uh and then and then more more cutscenes ensue. Apparently there's a there's a new character added to it, Red. The new female character added to this version. So you have six playable characters in the new version. I haven't gotten to her yet. I don't, as far Someone as someone that was just an NPC previously. Yeah. I think I've read about her. What's cool about the cast is uh I don't know if you played well we played there's a game called Fortune Street. It's on you can get it on Wii. It's uh, kind of like a Japanese Monopoly type thing that uh, Yuji Hori made. I guess it's based on uh, the, um, it's loosely based on the board game from Dragon Quest Three. Pachisi, I think, was it? something like that. But yeah, it's a, you, you roll around, you, you go around the board and you buy different uh, properties and buy stock and stuff like that and try to get to a certain net worth to win the game. Anyway, uh, basically all of the characters from this game are in that game so i've been i've been uh, learning all these characters that i didn't know about from playing fortune street and now they're now they're in dragon quest 8 like um jessica's in there angelo's in there yangus is in there yeah i think like the three like three of the three of the five main characters are all in there 
as playable characters. And weirdly enough, uh, Yangus, he's like your big, uh, he's like your big tank type uh, buddy, and he speaks, uh, he speaks with a British accent and kind of sounds like he kind of, he kind of, <laughs> kind of sounds like Bob Hoskins from uh, Super Mario Brothers, and he calls you calls you the Gov through the, through the whole thing. But uh, but but he actually got a prequel game that was only released in in Japan for PlayStation Two about Young Yangus, which I thought was pretty funny. I guess it's like a roguelike third person dungeon crawler type thing that they made that only came out in Japan. But I don't know if the PS Two is region locked. But I'd like to try to play that game at some point. I mean, I won't know what's going on because I can't speak Japanese. But I thought it was cool that he even got there was even a spinoff that came out of the game. I figured that they included so many characters in Fortune Street because this is probably the most popular, well, at least in America, it's the most popular Dragon Quest that I know of. And it's and as of right now, it's the only fully 3D one because when uh, 9 came out, it went back to uh, kind of more of a top-down thing. I, haven't, I remember I, the battles are a little more streamlined and quicker. Yeah, there's the animations a, aren't as long and stuff. Well, there's a fast-forward mode that you can turn on where everything goes faster. Okay. So, so so that's good. I mean, that, that helps. It, it doesn't go as fast as, like... Um, as say like bravely default, you know where you can turn it like where you can make everything auto and turn everything like times four. But yeah, it does it does make things a lot easier. I or quicker. I've been actually keeping it on the whole time. The fast forward mode. It makes some of the uh, it makes some of the the way the monsters move funny or funnier because they're quicker. But it's a funny game. Like there's some there's some comedic moments in it. Like there's a there's a couple parts where um, Yangus gets afraid gets scared of the Trode guy, and he does this kind of like jump thing where he like uh where he like clicks his heel back and he kind of looks uh he looks funny i'll put the picture up for the uh for the picture of the podcast of him of him jumping around like that my goodness yeah <laughs> he's like oh oh look at him he's an ugly toad <laughs> yeah i mean that's it's kind of what you expect with uh for voices but the voices sound pretty good on the 3ds like what i was playing you earlier was was recorded off of the 3ds what I found I had to do was uh, turn down the music to hear the voices better because the music was louder than the voices when I was trying to play it. So there's that aspect, but it's been a lot of fun. I like uh, I like being able to uh, see everything and you know being able to move the camera around and all that is interesting. Which I actually, which I like didn't figure out until like a couple hours into it, like that I could move the uh, that I can move that I can move the camera around with the with the second nub on the on the 3ds. So this game is a standard forty bucks, but. It's probably worth it if it's over, like, how long of a game is it? Is it, like, a 50- or 60-hour game? I would guess. I don't know. I mean, standard, like, I mean, like, even Dragon Quest Four was probably about, like, 40 hours, I think. Maybe more. I don't know. I don't think it's as long as Dragon Quest Seven, or at least I hope it's not as long as Dragon Quest Seven, because that game's so long. But, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it's, I mean, you'll definitely get your money's worth out of it, for sure. I would say that. And all of these games have post-game stuff as well. Like I know, Dragon Quest Seven has has an extra island that you can get after you beat the game, so I'm sure they've added something like that to this one as well. But it looks it looks really cool, and there's like parts like uh, the main character has this little animal called like Munchie, and there's parts where you get to turn into him and like go through holes in the wall and go exploring, which is interesting. But yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun. It makes me very excited to play Dragon Quest Eleven whenever that one comes out. Probably won't be this year, but next year i'm sure one thing another thing that i liked about it compared to dragon quest 7 i feel like dragon quest 7 maybe only has like three or four songs for the game in total like all the sound all the towns have the same song like all of the you know like when you go to when, when there's like a certain event and you hear the same song for it and this one has a lot more of a variety of songs which is good there's different battle songs and different themes for different towns each town has its own song so that that made me very relieved because I, as much as much as I like Dragon Quest Seven, 
it seemed like their soundtrack was kind of limited and i was hearing the same song for every town and for every like cutscene events you would hear the same song and every time there's a part where somebody's sad you hear the same sad song you know there wasn't a whole lot of variety between the songs but the soundtrack for this is much more has has much more to it so that's good especially since it's different in every town i've enjoyed that a lot it's totally worth playing with your headphones on especially for the for the for the voice acting well, you didn't download it, so you wouldn't know how big of a file it is. I was kind of wondering if it was oh, a it's... huge file since it has all that extra audio. Yeah, it's it's a big... I, I think it's a big... I saw online that it's pretty large. I think it's like 20,000 or something like that, maybe. Or maybe more. I don't remember how the notes work. But it was... Yeah, it's it's up there. I think it's, it's more than... Yeah, I think it's more than the... It's probably more than the Pokemon one. But yeah, I bought it just because I've been... You know, because I have a collection of, of cases of Dragon Quest stuff. And it's... I don't know. I figured it'd be worth more. It's probably release more limited it's a shame that it came out yet such you know so close to the to the switch if they could have like ported it to the switch and had that as a launch title that would have been really fucking cool done a dual release or something yeah that would that would have been a really nice thing to have to have on the go for sure i mean it's already on the go and it works better it's already on the go, <laughs> it's already on the go and it has a lot more battery life than the than the switch will have but from all the releases change the resolution it's definitely the best rpg coming out for the switch in the first year or best traditional RPG, for sure. Unless Xeno, well, I mean, unless Xenoblade comes out this year, which I'm not really convinced on. I, I don't think that's going to come out in 2017. I think it'll be. Well, out, I think it'll be. That's like a monolith. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I have a feeling it might get delayed a little bit and come out early next year. But who knows? Do you yeah, think we'll get Resident Evil Seven? No. <laughs> I don't think we'll get Resident Evil Seven. Me neither, man. I don't think we'll get anything that has any sort of uh, high graphics. I guess for this generation i don't know we'll see but it doesn't seem like they're really aiming for that which is a weird which is a weird move but yeah i 100 i 100 recommend dragon quest 8 for you to play it's fun it's it's a good it's a good rpg to sink your teeth into while you're waiting for the switch to come out and this game doesn't depend on previous games like no not in whatever yeah the the first three the first three dragon quest games were all like sequels and four five and six were all like in the same worlds too but seven eight and nine are all like separate Separate games, even though there are references to eight and nine. But if you didn't have, didn't and I have nine? Yeah, you have nine. You could play nine. <laughs> you could you could play nine if you got to it. I'm planning on playing nine last after I finish all the other ones. But this one's been a lot of fun. I've been I'm enjoying the crap out of it and pretty much playing it every chance I get. I'm sure I'll give I'll give you more Dragon Quest reports in the following weeks. You're going back to seven. Yeah. Well, yeah. I probably will. I I don't know. I'm I'm having so much fun with this one that I I'm undecided if I'm going to go back to 7 or I'm going to keep playing this version. But Do you we... have you have two 3DSs in your house. You can play both at the same time. <laughs> well, one of them's one of them's Jess's, but yeah, if I if I stole it from her, I could I could play both of them. That would be that would be crazy. That'd be four screens. That would be that would be insane. I guess I don't really need to um see all four screens. I'm really going to miss having a map on the bottom screen though for the Switch. That really, really helps, especially in, in like RPGs like this when you're exploring dungeons. It helps to have maps to show you where to go. To Let's know, just like, hope when they do the uh, the mobile app that it acts as a second screen, kind of like Xbox Smart Glass did. And then they uh, release a peripheral for your Switch where you can attach your phone to the bottom of it. So it's yeah. A second screen. <laughs> yeah, right. Where you can, where you can snap the uh, Joy-Cons back onto your phone. I wouldn't doubt it. I could see that happening. That'd be funny. Just a little like wire thing that you attach to the bottom, like made out of coat hanger that you rest your phone on. Yeah, 
Well, with the with the way they're going, that that wouldn't surprise me. Anyway, I, I see. I feel like I've said. I feel like I've said enough about Dragon Quest. Unless unless you have anything else you want to say, or you would like to know about it. Is there any? What can I? What do I need to tell you to convince you to buy this game? I told I told you to buy it before. It's money, man. Money is my reason for not buying games. Oh yeah. I've already like sunk a decent chunk of change in a, the Switch preemptively. In the meantime, I've got a bunch of a backlog I'm trying to get to, and it's uh the thought of getting an RPG is daunting. But I mean. It, if there was one that I wanted to get, this is the one. Yeah, it's pretty approachable for the Switch or for the 3DS, rather. Yeah, <laughs> for the, for the 3DS. One thing. Uh, one thing I was gonna say. I heard that I was listening to another podcast. I heard that Dragon Quest Heroes is actually one of the better ones of those games of like uh, those type games. I forget what I forget what they're called normally. The you know the Samurai Warriors. Yeah, the the Warriors the Warriors games. Which uh, I understand because, um, and I've noticed it with this with this game and other Dragon Quest games, the monsters of the Dragon Quest series are pretty much their own characters. You know, they're very much like the Goombas and the Koopas and all that. They're in like every game. You know, like like I see characters in this game that I've saw in Dragon Quest One on NES. You know, the slimes. Yeah, well, the slimes and like the wyverns and like uh, some of the some of the magicians or the Drakies, They're they're in that too. But apparently, like, all the people in the Dragon Quest Heroes, the ones that you fight, are, like, monsters, and you can actually summon monsters while you're playing it. So, from what I heard, it's actually a lot better, and it's a much better game, and it's more strategic and all that. So, I may end up wanting to check out Dragon Quest Heroes 1 and 2 when it does come out to Switch. So, pretty psyched about that, now that I heard that it's a little bit more just, like, XXY, BBA, over and over again. <laughs> There's a little bit more strategy to it, and it's not just slaughtering slaughtering hordes of people. They're actually like different monsters from the Dragon Quest series, so kind of sounds I don't know sounds more interesting to me, I guess. But slaughtering we'll hordes of slimes. Yeah, we'll see when it comes out. But I watched some videos of it. And it looks pretty good. I mean, from what I saw of the first one, the PlayStation Four one. There's a character in Dragon Quest Eight that I just saw a picture of him. I don't know if it's character or what. It's like a dog looking thing. It reminds me of a uh... the horse. Is that a horse? It reminds me of the character in Final Fantasy VII, the dog, whatever his name was, Red or whatever. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh you of. mean the you mean the hamster that I was talking about, right, Munchie? Let me see. He's on, he should be on the case. Well, the one dude, the main character has has like a has like a hamster type thing that he carries around that has a mohawk. It looks like a dog. Oh, yep, yeah, that's it. It's got a mohawk. Yeah, this is a little munchy thing that I was talking about that crawls around. Oh, I was gonna oh, say. So uh, I thought that was like a full size dog creature. Yeah, what the, what were you talking about? Final Final Fantasy Nine. Final Fantasy Seven. There's the oh yeah. You get that thirteen. Dog as one of your characters. Thirteen, right? Isn't it called thirteen? It's like a red thirteen or something like yeah, that. It's yeah, it's like a red wolf or something. I remember that thing, and it like dresses up like a guy at one point, and it can't move like mm-hmm. while you're trying to be the. Uh, I was what I was gonna say is, uh, I guess according to a survey conducted by Famitsu Magazine in Japan in 2006, Dragon Quest Eight was was rated number four as the best video game of all time behind uh final fantasy 10 final fantasy 7 and dragon quest 3 at number one so i thought that was pretty cool but it's funny that dragon well, i mean apparently dragon quest 3 is huge in japan so they put that as is this best one. games or best rpgs because those are all it says best video games but it's japan they, they love rpgs they do so love i wouldn't I, I don't or as know. they call them rpgs yeah because i so i don't expect for it to be a, well famitsu yeah it's, you know, a Japanese magazine. But yeah, I forgot to mention that earlier. But yeah, it's it's totally worth playing. I've been having a great time with it. And you should too. If you have an extra $40 laying around and you want to play a game, you know, after after you paid for your Switch and you want to throw $40 on something to help you pass the month, get that. It's true. It would be nice to have something to distract me while I'm waiting because, man, March 3rd seems so far away. 
Well, you got Xenoblade Chronicles X to finish. You could play that. <laughs> Shit, man. I got all kinds of must-finish games. Yeah. So do I. Star Fox Zero is still on that list. Still haven't even booted it up. Yeah. Well, I would have waited. Well, I would have waited to get it if it wasn't like these games are normally limited releases and harder to find later. And I want to talk about about talk about it on the show. And you know, I have to finish off my Dragon Quest library. Well, this would be like if a new Dino Wars game came out, I would have had to buy that. So <laughs> we, I understand, man. That's a Switch release now, right? That's a that's a launch title. The Dino Wars Switch. I hope so. Switch Wars or Dino Switch. One or the other. You'll be able to feel, when you're the dinosaur, you can feel the guy riding inside of you through the Joy-Con. <laughs> yeah, you can... He's moving around in your... You can feel the guy... You can feel him shooting a laser through your neck. <laughs> like the front cover of that. All right, well, I think, we've, I think we're good for this episode. Is there anything else you want to say before we sign off here? Well, not really. I don't know if we're going to be able to talk about Fire Emblem next week. I don't know if it'll be out by this time next week but well i've been trying well, to i've been trying we'll, to we'll post the shows topic for you next on week friday too. so I, we're, I think we're going to try to do the next one because it does come out on thursday so if we record thursday oh, night thursday. i can okay. i can get it up on friday at some point so we'll try to if we don't if we don't do fire emblem by next week we'll do it the week after but we're going to try to get a fire emblem episode up next week for heroes have you been void have you been voting on uh characters on the website i have not have Are you, you? I guess you can vote. You can vote on somebody every day until it comes out. So I have. Uh, I voted three times, and I guess you're building. I don't know what it means. You're like. I guess these will be characters that'll be easier to get, or they'll be available from the beginning. But your votes give you platinum coins or something, right? Yeah, you get platinum points. Platinum coins for voting, and it and linking it, linking your account to it also gives you points. Points that you know you won't don't really need to use on anything. But my team so far is Lynn from uh, Fire Emblem on Game Boy Advance, Titania from the GameCube Fire Emblem, and Donald from uh, Fire Emblem Awakening is my team. I don't know if you played far with Donald, but if you level him up, he becomes like the most powerful character in the whole game. So he's totally worth worth leveling up. But yeah, I've just been, I've just been doing it, just uh, getting on there and voting for dudes every time I'm online. But yeah, I, you know, we'll, we'll play it next week. It's... I'm pretty sure that it's going to be free to play, so it might be that gotcha thing that you're talking about, where they want you to throw a lot of Pay money into it. Yeah, which kind of sucks. I like the I like the other idea of like you know just paying once and having it all done. Whatever, we'll see. Anyway, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson, Jerry Mikowski, and uh, we'll see you next week. This has been episode 54. Thank you for listening. You can uh, visit our website nintendomainpodcast.com which i updated somewhat now you can see videos and stuff on there that we put up we're on twitter as uh at nintendo underscore domain we're on facebook as facebook slash nintendo main you can find us on youtube as uh youtube slash fingmater and uh you know send us an email nintendomain.podcast at gmail.com and uh you know if you're if you're in if you're around milwaukee come see us at the midwest gaming classic in the first weekend of april we'll start advertising that now so you know come by and say hello we'll be walking around and talking to other people there so it'll be fun we'll be the people wearing the (laughs) t-shirts yeah if we if we make our own t-shirts we'll wear those or or some kind of t-shirt but we'll i'm sure we'll be wearing a shirt of some sort anyway we will see you next week see you next week